Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Healy's away. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And on the show today we've got Sophie Devine. So Scorchers skipper Sophie. She's launched her Wicket Charity Challenge. So it's back and... We're absolutely pumped. It's going to be a lot of fun. So when it hits your screens this season, I think you're going to love it. So Sophie explains everything about how that's going to work and and what she's raising money for. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, before we get to Sophie, LJ, we're one weekend down. Uh, It was a cracking cracking weekend up in Mackay. Locals looked like they were out in force and also had a couple of games in Blacktown as well. Let's unpack it all. Firstly, LJ, did you have a favourite performance from the weekend? Well, this is probably not terribly original, but that (laughs) six from Maitland Brown to win that game for the Sixers, she said she was going to tuck it off her hip and try and get Nicole Bolton on strike for the last ball, but Bolts told her to go for it and go for it. She did. Yeah, it was a perfect way to start the competition, I reckon. Like that match was always going to, like it always needed to light up WBBL 08 and yeah, Maitland Brown, she couldn't have done a better job. It was it was epic. It was. Em, what was your favourite performance of the weekend? So my favourite performance, I don't know, maybe not, it wasn't as glitzy and glamorous as Maitland's match winning six. Um, it it's actually glitz girl. At- <laughs> <laughs> so much hotmail chat. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't as glitzy as Maitland Brown's match winning six. Um, it actually came in a, in a losing performance. But it was Annabelle, Annabelle Sutherland's knock against the heat. I think we'd heard like a lot of talk about Annabelle Sutherland coming into the WBBL after her 200s and she came out to bat in a really tough situation for the Stars. I think the um, Stars were chasing something like 180 against the Heat and Annabelle Sutherland just came out and went bang from the get-go. I think she was hitting the ball absolutely beautifully. Um, she was clearing the rope when she needed to and she took it all the way to the fi- to the final over. I think she ended up with 45 off 22 or something. I mean, Jess Jonathan got her in the end, but I think it really gave the Stars a lift and started their season on a positive note. Like, I mean, probably not a lot of us were expecting the Stars to take the chase that deep. So I think it was it was great to see the way that Belsey was hitting the ball out there. Next up, surprise packet of the weekend, LJ. Anything that you weren't expecting to unfold 
that did unfold this weekend. So my surprise packet of the weekend was how exciting this Young Stars team was in that match against the Heat. I think a lot of people looked at their list, said there's no Meg Lanning, no Elise Villani, and perhaps wrote them off early, but... Gee, Lauren Winfield-Hill just looks yeah. like a whole different player at the moment. The way she came out and took the game on was super impressive. Annabelle Sutherland looks exciting. Yeah. I think we'll see the best of Alice Capsi still to come. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think the Stars have plenty to be excited about after that first performance. Yeah, they they even were pretty good against the Sixers. Like, I think they, they gave it a more of a run for for their money than I was expecting. Yeah, absolutely. And Jemmy Rodriguez is on the plane and on her way, so... I think the the stars should be excited for what's to come. My surprise of the weekend, uh, the Adelaide Strikers. I was expecting big big things from the Strikers this season. And that's not to say that I'm still not. Like, I still think that they should and can make the finals. But I expected them to get off to a better start than losing their two opening games. Um, So I expected Talia McGrath to go big in at least one of those games as well. So not the ideal start for the Strikers. I mean, we saw glimpses of brilliance. Saw a really good start from Deandra Dotton to her career in blue. Um, I think they'll just be hoping to pull a few more things together um, now that I think they're returning home to play a few home games at Karen Rolton Oval. So they'll be desperately looking for a win next weekend. Yeah, it is just a... It's not the way you want to start the season. You Mm. feel like you're already on the back foot having to make up wins. Polar opposite to the situation the Sixers are in, knowing they've already banked three wins and it's happy days. Yeah, happy days for them. And LJ, the WBBL is always a lot of fun. There's always a lot happening away from the cricket. Uh, What was your fun little tidbit from the weekend? I think something no one was expecting was for 19-year-old Ellie Johnston come out and hit, what, 54 off 30-odd balls at the top of the order, replacing Grace Harris for the Brisbane Heat, youngest player to score a 50 for the Heat in the WBBL. Um, Just thought that that was a super fun innings to watch and leaves the Heat with some decisions to make once Grace comes back and once Danny White arrives. Totally, totally. Imagine one of those two sitting on the sidelines. (laughs) And Em, what was what was your tidbit for the weekend? <laughs> My fun little tidbit was I love seeing the Woolworths Blasters back for the first time at the WBBL in two years. So it's I think it's one of the like more wholesome um, elements of the WBBL when the players run out run out onto the field and give one of the little blasters a cap and have a chat to them. So I think it was really nice to see those little kiddos back back out on the field for the first time in two years. No more COVID. You're super wholesome, Em, and. So we've got another huge week coming up ahead with matches in Perth and Adelaide. What game are you most looking forward to over the next seven days? Um, I think the one that I'm, I've am i got my eye on is the Sydney Sixers versus the Adelaide Strikers. So as we were saying before, the Strikers, they'll be desperately needing, needing a win after losing their two opening matches. And the Sydney Sixers, I mean, you can't deny they've been pretty fun to watch. <laughs> like, what, they've won their... Three opening games, like great performances across the board. Sophie Eccleston's dominating. Look like she, looks like she's just getting started. Lisa Healy, she was back in the runs on Sunday, and Elise Perry, what a start she's had as well. Two consecutive fifties, bowling a bit as well, taking some great catches. So, yeah, I reckon that's going to be a fun one. LJ, what are you pumped to watch? Well, I'm also looking at Friday at Karen Rolton Oval for the Renegades versus Brisbane Heat. I just reckon these teams always put on mm. really good contests. Yeah, The Heat will be, um, you know, desperate to get a second win on the board after that opening loss to the, the Sixers before that win over the Stars. Renegades, 
pretty nervy little win yeah, over uh, shaky. over shaky. the strikers in the end. So I think that one could be really close match between two potential finalists. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a fun one as well. So yeah, Friday, Karen Rolton Oval, get down if you're in Adelaide. That's going to be a very fun day. A lot of, a lot of star power down in Adelaide. Uh, this week. And LJ, just finally, any um, any interesting talking points that piqued your interest over, over the weekend? I thought it was interesting to see the debut of the DRS for the first time in the WBBL. It's yeah. obviously going to be a little bit contentious that it's only there for the mm. Channel 7 games mm. um, and not the live stream Foxtel KO games. But I think it is better to have it than to not have it Definitely. when available. And yeah. so we saw the first challenge in... I think the second over of the first game of the season when Elise Perry went upstairs and um, turned out that was not out and they lost their review. Um, Then Georgia Redmayne had some success a couple of days later overturning an LBW. It's great to see that in play. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun and it'd be good to see how the players adapt and get used to using it. I think probably a little, like very unfamiliar for a lot of them right now. So yeah, it's going to be, going to be interesting to see how they how they go with the DRS. Yeah, there were I think a couple that could have been taken that mm. weren't used too. So Maybe they just forgot. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of uh, adjusting. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Em? Um, similar note, a similar addition to the competition this season was the the power surge. So that's the floating two over power play. Um, it was just, yeah, interesting to see how teams uh, use this new addition to the to the competition. Like, I think batting teams seemed a little bit shaky about when to use it, but also how to use it. Um, I think we saw quite a few examples of wickets actually falling in the, in the power surge because players were maybe feeling the pressure to try and go over the top and then they ended up getting caught by the fielders in the ring. So didn't always come up. So I think, yeah, teams will get better at um, executing in the power surge moving forward. Yeah, that's definitely one we'll be keeping a close eye on. Yeah. But for now, uh, we'll let you get back to listening to the great Sophie Devine. She's one of, one of the greats of the WBBL. She's bringing her charity challenge back and it's, it's going to be the best one ever. So enjoy listening and thanks for tuning in. Sophie Devine, it's great to see you. Thank you for joining us on The Scoop. We're obviously very biased, but you're one of our, one of our favourites. So it's great to see you back and it's great that you're back in Australia. Now, it's been absolutely nonstop for you, Sophie, since July. I mean, the Com Games, the 100, you've been in the Caribbean, now you're here in Australia. How are you travelling? Like, have you had a chance to take a break at all? Uh, um, oh, not really. I guess on the plane's probably been the biggest chance for a break. That's certainly been a, a pretty hectic yeah, what, four or five months now it feels like. So, no, certainly chuffed to be, yeah, back in Australia. It does certainly feel like a second home for me. So, yeah, just just stoked to, to be here and, and go on a game with the Orange Girls. Nice one. And before we get into the big bash stuff, um, we'd love to hear your take on the Commonwealth Games because I, I know personally it was awesome seeing you guys up on the podium and, and what it would mean to you to win bronze. Honestly, it feels like so long ago now. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was such an awesome experience. I think the whole the whole campaign and the whole event was pretty special for us. I think certainly for me, being an absolute sports nuffy, mm. um, be able to share the stage with some of these absolute, you know, iconic sporting athletes was was pretty special. And then to be able to take home a bronze medal, I think we said it a couple of times. Um, I guess in the press stuff afterwards, but I guess when World Cups and things like that, you don't get the chance to play for a bronze medal. So mm. the opportunity. 
off your campaign with a win and to be able to take home a bronze medal was pretty cool and obviously to be able to share it alongside the Aussies and the Indians I know we were having a few jokes on the podium about when we need to stand and how does this all so um no it was such a cool experience and certainly one that I'll I'll remember for a lifetime nice did it live up to your expectations of like what you thought the Com Games experience would be like heading in yeah it's an interesting one because I guess there's still some COVID sort of protocols and stuff mm. around it I guess when you we spoke to other athletes who had been to other Com Games and Olympic Games, they were sort of like, oh, it's, you know, it's not quite the same as what it has been because that's our only ever experience. I mean, it was pretty crazy. We, you know, had a really good setup where we were. The main village was only about a K down the road, so we spent a bit of time down there. And mm. New Zealand House, the New Zealand team, put on this awesome um, – we pretty much took over a golf club. You guys locked out. Yeah, we, we did well there. So um, no, it was just awesome just to be able to go and get amongst it. And for us as well, to be able to go to a couple of different events too was was certainly all part of the experience. And then it was straight onto the 100 for you. You were captaining the Birmingham Phoenix. And we had um, we had Sophie Molyneux on the show a couple of weeks ago and she was absolutely raving about you. What was, what was it like playing alongside Sophie Molyneux and Annalise Perry as well? Yeah, well, I'll probably have to slip so for 100 bucks for, for giving me some good reps there. That's, that's really <laughs> nice. Oh, look, it was awesome. I think, I guess, having the opportunity to sit back and watch it last year and, and sort of see how the English public got around it. I mean, this year being involved, it was cool. And obviously to be able to, to share a team with Piers and, and so Molyneux as well was was awesome. And, and just to get in amongst it, obviously a new format. Mm. It was always going to be some some interesting times and trying to come to grips with just small tweaks. I think at the end of the day, cricket's cricket. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's 100 balls, 120, 300, whatever. Um, but it was. It was cool to be able to, to share that with the Aussies as well, seeing as that was their first experience. So certainly being able to to lean on them, um, but also the local girls who had obviously played it last year too. But, man, the crowds were outrageous. Yeah. I think my favourite <laughs> the whole time was when Pez took that catch on the boundary in front of the Holly stand yeah. at Edgeback, giving it the... Yeah, never seen Pez do that. It was great. It was outstanding. And to see her, I mean, I was at Long On at the time and gave it, and she was just, she was so embarrassed, which was amazing. <laughs> but, oh, my God, have I just, I was just like, this is so cool to be able to, you know, play it up in front of the home crowd. I think, you know, we probably averaged about fourteen or 15,000 people at each of our home games, which, yeah, you know, I think back to the start of my career, we'd be lucky to get four or five people, let alone, you know, 14,000, 15,000. So, um, yeah, awesome experience to be a part of. That's so cool. And then you guys went on to the Windies um, with two series wins to the White Fans. But how did you find that whole touring experience over there in Antigua? Yeah, look, it was it was cool. It was um, hadn't been to Antigua before actually, but I mean, a beautiful spot and we were so well looked after there. Um, I think talking to some of the Windies girls, it would have been nice to to jump around the islands a little bit mm-hmm. and sort of mix it up. I think certainly. I mean, I sound like a bit of a tool here. It's um, a pretty place to be with sunshine and beaches, but four weeks in the same place can get pretty tough. Um, yeah. on the And there wasn't probably too many opportunities to get out and about. So um, obviously when we first got there, we sort of had... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. To bunker down here. I keep going to say Princess Fiona because I think of Shrek, but it's um, <laughs> um, sort of, you know, playing havoc with us in the schedule a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was awesome, though, to be able to go over there. We'd only played the last couple of years, obviously, with COVID. We've only ever played mm. in Australia. And so yeah. to be able to in these, especially for these, some of the new girls in the team, it was certainly a bit of an eye-opener in terms of the conditions, just how life works culturally. It was certainly a big learning curve. But but to come away with two series wins, um, something that the whole group was really proud of. And it feels like the team in, is in a pretty good spot heading into that T20 World Cup next year. And how has Ben Sawyer slotted into the White Ferns crew as well? Yeah, oh, look, he's been great. He got absolute grilled, though, because he must have been talking about something. He said, cool. And so we all had to because we were like, cool, you know, ripping into <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> well, he was saying something in cool, and we were like, Cool, you know, um, you need to make cool. get that right. But no, he's been fantastic. He's certainly jumped straight in, and I think you know we saw straight away the impact he had at the Com Games, and now I think certainly um, moving forward that there's going to be a real theme around how we want to play. And the great thing is we've been able to expose a lot of different players over the last couple of months. Um, obviously, there's been a bit of change with some older players moving on, and then younger girls coming into the group. So the fact that I guess we've been able to juggle the balance of bringing new players in and giving them experience, but still wanting to win games of cricket. I think that's really crucial and can sometimes pretty be pretty difficult at times. But look, he's been fantastic. The group's in a really good space. Um, as you say, there's a T20 World Cup just just around the corner, so there's plenty of motivation within this group to you know want to get, get be part of that side. Yeah, it is a, a massive summer still ahead, and now we want to talk about the Big Bash Challenge. We have always been massive fans of your charity challenges across the years and it's back this year. Can you tell us all about it, please? Yeah, oh, look, I'm stoked to be able to keep rolling this on. I was sort of scratching my head a little bit thinking, what, what can we do next? And, that, yeah. um, you know, it seems a bit obvious to do a wicket celebration, but again, wanting to just highlight some some different charities and for me to be able to partner with the WA Cricket Foundation and, and the Emerging Leaders Program is something that just completely made sense, I think. What they're doing over there in WA is is awesome to provide opportunities like that um, is massive. So to be able to raise a few funds, hopefully, um, but also with any opposition that we obviously come up against, whoever gets to, you know, get the uh, the money from the charities is going to be pretty cool. So it is same concept as as the charities challenges worked in the past. I'll challenge teams or players, um, but this time the fans can get involved too, which I think is pretty special to be able to see, you know, who's got the best wicket celebration at the end of the game and, and then from there, you know, we'll decide what way the, the donation goes. So um, certainly been practising, you know, a few a few little different wicket celebrations, but oh. I'm looking forward to 
what other you know what other teams what other players can come up with yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and how did you land on the wicket celebration concept and you expecting people to embrace it and really get around it yeah look I certainly hope so I think the way that all the players have, have gotten on board with the charity challenges in the past I mean if they can wear a headband and wear zinc I feel <laughs> celebration is hopefully a bit more within their realm they feel a bit more comfortable but yeah I think it is it's I think back to watching cricket as a youngster and the one celebration that always stands out for me is Brett Lee and his old chainsaw. Yeah. Um, surely that's make an appearance, but I just think it is. It's such a cool way and um, being able to engage with the fans a little bit more as well with it, I think is going to be something really special, but really looking forward just to seeing what people can come up with. I think that's the cool thing that, you know, yeah. this seems to be a new dance move. Not that I've got any, <laughs> I've got anything dancing or musical, but I'm sure, you know, TikTok and Instagram is going to provide a bit of um, inspiration for the youngsters maybe. Oh, but it's going to be so good. <laughs> well, that, that, I'm just really looking forward to seeing, you know, what people bring their own spin to the whole thing. And who's um, one player in the, across the big batch who you're definitely picking to have a, an outrageous celebration? Oh, I'm really going to put her on the spot here, but Mealy Kerr, she absolutely <laughs> dancing, but as soon as anyone starts to look or there's a bit of a crowd, she gets all shine on and I can't dance. So if she doesn't <laughs> dance move if she gets a wicket, I'm going to have to have some serious words with her. But look, I think the likes of Molly Strano, I think she yep. would be absolutely outstanding. I think obviously she's got an absolute presence on the stage. I've seen her work the <laughs> microphone dance for, so I'd be expecting big things from her. But again, I just think there's, you know, so many different ways that you could go about it. I'm sure Shooter, my favourite, she'll probably do something with biceps we know how much she she bloody loves those things so <laughs> without a damn sort of yes yeah, salute to her minor bicep but um really look- oh it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun and as you said before like the charity challenge has brought so much to the big bash we've had some so much fun with it over the years I mean we started with the headband went to the zinc and then we were cooped up in the hub playing games in there What's been your favourite? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. It's sort of crazy to think how long it's been gone for now, but certainly I think the headband challenge originally, I must have had a memory pop up on my phone or something from the headband challenge a couple of years ago. And to think, you know, I remember seeing Pez wearing a headband and, geez, you know, it brought a big smile. But also the zinc challenge and how people embraced that and, and just how awesome it was, the, the whole cricket community getting on board with it. I think that's something that's so special and, and certainly is, is really heartwarming to me is I guess I threw it out there a little bit, um, not knowing if it would stick or not, but to have the engagement and, and players and everyone embrace it has been so cool and, and I just think it's such a special part of, of the WBBL is yep. to be able to do, again, raise funds for some awesome charities um, around the country. Do you remember how like how the thought came into your mind and exactly when you started it? Like, did you think it would go as big as it has? Uh, no, and I do remember exactly the moment because we must have had a fan day when I was with the strikers and they were handing out headbands to the kids. Mm. And I was like, get on board with that. So I was being a bit of a, you know, a bit of a clown. And one of the girls must have said, I dare you to wear that in a game tomorrow. And I was like, oh, easy. Okay. <laughs> Forget about it. And then, right, the next day they're like, where's the headband? And I went, all right. I think I got it a five for or something. And that next game, and it was sort of like, oh, okay, well, maybe we need to stick with it. And I guess from there it was like, well, if I'm going to make a bit of a fool of myself, I might as well try and raise a bit of money for it. And, and that's sort of where it's, it's stemmed from. And it's certainly taken off and, and grown into what it is now, which I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, those wicket celebrations, you know, maybe a couple of flips. I'm sure there's some gymnasts, Tammy Beaumont. I mean, geez, I hope she doesn't bowl, but um, wicket <laughs> celebrations. I'm sure she can whip out a few handstands and round offs and, you know, three quarter tuck pike thingies. Um, would be cool to see. Yeah, definitely need some Sam Kerr type backflips or 
maybe even like a whole team choreographing something. I think there's been a few viral videos like that. We, oh. we might be a with time, but I'm sure they should make some bounces for, for team, you know, performances. Oh, this is going to be so good. <laughs> you obviously joined up with the Scorchers now you're in Sydney. How's it been catching up with them again for uh, the first time since you guys have lifted the trophy? Yeah, it's it's been pretty full on. Obviously, I flew into Perth on Monday afternoon and actually, you know, had a couple of days with the girls, which was really nice. We had a, a really good hit out. I've lost track of all days and times, but a couple of <laughs> same time. Yeah, an inter-squad game, um, which was awesome just to, to get a bank get amongst the group again and I was sitting next to Lily Mills and we, we actually sat there thinking Gee, it just feels like last week that we were you know at Optus Stadium oh, you really? know final and how quick that time's gone so yeah like we we absolutely love Scorcher time and, and being able to get back with this group and, and the fact that we've been able to keep a real good core of this group together from last year um you know we, we are we're certainly really looking forward to WBBL 08 and we know it's it's a new season so we know that we we start from scratch everyone starts on zero points um so looking forward to that challenge and so if we know you loved being in the blue with the strikers but tell us what you've loved most about being with the scorchers for the last three years yeah it's a great question I think I mean I always love the strikers but um scorchers have just been so awesome I think the whole community over in Perth is, is something really special, I think. Mm. Almost in a way, coming from New Zealand, I really um, resonate with it a little bit, that they're sort of, they're really patriarchal, they're really loyal, they they love the West and um, are certainly really proud of it. And that's something I certainly feel when we're over in Perth, the support that we get, but even from, you know, the WA organisation is something that I think is really special, I think led by Chris Matthews is, you know, mm. one of the best debaters I've certainly worked under and, and had the privilege of knowing. So that plays a massive part too. And, and anyone that comes into the group, I know they feel that that love and that presence of of being in Perth and, and representing that region. So that's probably a massive part for me that I've really enjoyed. But even just the culture that, that's been built, that's been growing, um, and you look at the men's program and how successful they've been, and it certainly is. It's a culture of winning and, and they want to be winning trophies. And, um, I think they've got a real nice balance. Everyone obviously wants to win, but they also care about the people too, which I think for me is, is extremely important. And Marizanne Cap's back for another year. She said she wasn't expecting to enjoy herself at Perth, um, at Perth as much as she has. We all love a uh, fired up Marizanne Cap. What do you like to have around the team? Oh, she's awesome. Um, I think it's this is where competitions like this is so fantastic in terms mm. of you only have quite often from the other side you know, the other side of the pitch or, or whatever. And, you know, I've been scared of Cappy's deaths there for about 10 years now. And <laughs> to be on the other side of it has been so special. And, and to see the way that she's gone in amongst the group, she's obviously quite a quiet person, but when she speaks, it brings real value. And, and you mm. certainly listen to what to say because she's a, a genuine match winner. She's an absolute superstar, I think. Yeah, you, you just have to look at her record, particularly in franchise cricket and some ridiculous thing where she's won, you know, player of the match and yeah. three of the or, you know, franchise finals, which is ridiculous. So to have someone of her experience, of her calm nature and to be able to talk through, you know, just what she's learned and, and how she goes about the game is just so valuable, not only, I think, to me, but to this whole Scorchers and even even wider than that, the whole, you know, WBBL community. And Alana King is another, another Scorchers player who's coming off an unbelievable year. Have you sort of watched on from afar as Kingy has just taken the international cricket world by storm over the last 12 months well I'm taking absolutely every little bit of credit for that because I feel as <laughs> after she's just really taken off so we we are absolutely <laughs> claiming that but no it's been awesome to see the way that she's been able to I guess transition from you know domestic cricket into the international scene and 
to be able to debut in all three formats. And I mean, she's done everything in the space of 12 months, which I've been trying to do in 15 years. Um, <laughs> a little bit jealous, but but she's been great. And I think the awesome thing about Kingy is that she still wants to grow. She knows that she's not the finished product, that there's so much more to learn and grow and develop as a player, which that's certainly what you want as a captain, but also as a teammate, as players that know that they they um, still have a lot more to go. So I'm really excited to see what she can do in this campaign. Obviously, she's going to be, I think she'd be targeted and fair enough too. Yeah. I think everyone, you know, how effective she was for us last year and, and what she's been able to do on the international scene. So that's going to be a really exciting challenge for her and obviously really looking forward to helping her out with that because I think that's great. That's what you want. You want to be able to step up when teams are coming after you. I think that shows, you know, a real bit of resilience and character is, is being able to, yeah, step up when, when times are tough and when people are coming after you. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Millie Kerr. It's awesome that she and Susie Bates are both back this year. Is there one of your White Ferns teammates you're most excited to play against this season? Well, it's great. We've actually got quite a few White Ferns. In, in I know. The, in, Takeover. Yes, I love it. Obviously, we've got Maddie Green here at the Scorchers too, so hopefully they don't bully me too much about my accent and I can palm them off to Maddie. But um, <laughs> no, it's great. I think, like you say, to have Millie and Suze back in the mix, I think. They've always loved their time in the WBBL and, and I think they add real value. I think um a bit different seeing Sue's in the pink, the mm. magenta. Yeah. Getting used to, but, you know, I was so stoked to watch that game and to see Jessica as well um playing a massive part. I think yeah. it was awesome to see her playing alongside Mealy. Obviously, they're super close, but, um yeah, just to see Q's, even Hayley Jensen and Leah as well, again, in the old, Thunder Green. Um, it's just awesome to see Kiwi girls in here, and we certainly are just really chuffed that we get the opportunity to to come over here and and hopefully play a part in whatever team we're in. And so, as you mentioned before, you know a lot of the Aussie girls pretty well these days through lots of tournaments, and you know the White Ferns have a long-standing rivalry with the Aussies. Is there an Aussie player that you love getting the better off in the better off in the Big Bash? Oh. List could go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> down, I reckon. Um, oh, you always love getting Midge out. I think that's certainly <laughs> always nice to have that one over her and, and Piers as well, I think. Um, especially now, I guess, with the time that we spent at the Phoenix and the 100. Um, Soph Molyneux, oh, you know, I'm certainly going to be giving her a bit of grief, that's for sure. So <laughs> I think it's a great thing. Like I say, these tournaments, is that you do see a different side to people. So, um yeah, just to be able to to come up against them. They've obviously been the best side in the world for a long time now, but um, certainly looking forward to giving them a, a bit of lip. All, all nice stuff, of course, but um, yeah. Yeah, be, be good fun as usual. Yeah, classic. We love it. So thank you so much for joining us on The Scoop today. We are so unbelievably excited to see what, what the new charity challenge is going to bring. I reckon it's going to light up the WBBL like never before. Thank you for chatting with us and good luck to you in the Scorchers this year. We can't wait to watch. Awesome. Thanks, heaps, guys. Love the support. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.